0: Hello and welcome to Lake Forest on Topic. I'm Tim Finnegan, host of the podcast. Lake Forest is an incredible place to call home. It has a magnificent lakefront, beautiful parks, a picturesque downtown with great dining and shopping options, wonderful architecture, amazing schools, and of course, great people. The goal of this podcast is to give the residents of Lake Forest some insight into what's happening with our city. My guest today is Professor Michael Ebner, Professor Ebner is the James D. Vale III Professor of History, Emeritus, at Lake Forest College. He has been a professor for over 50 years and joined the faculty at Lake Forest in 1974. In addition to having written extensively on America's cities and suburbs, Professor Ebner is the author of the book, Creating Chicago's North Shore, A Suburban History. A longtime Lake Forest resident, Professor Ebner was active in the city's politics in the 80s and 90s. He's a former ward chair of the Lake Forest Caucus and was a member of its candidate selection committee. Professor Ebner has also served as chairperson of both the Building Review Board and the Historic Preservation Committee. Professor Ebner, welcome to the podcast.
1: I'm pleased to be here. Thank you. Well,
0: it's nice to have you. So before you came to Lake Forest, you taught in New York City and you moved from the metro New York City area to Lake Forest. Quite yeah. a change.
1: Yes, it was quite a change and... Uh... I had wonderful experiences uh, teaching in New York and uh, wonderful experiences here. And uh, I consider myself very fortunate uh, to be able to be a college professor.
0: So for somebody who, who you might run into that's never been to Lake Forest, or maybe never has even heard of Lake Forest,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how would you describe this city?
1: Uh, beautiful. Beautiful and uh, historic uh, going back to the 19th century. And um, it's a, uh, a vibrant community, uh, interesting uh, views of its landscape and interesting people as well. And um, I've, met, I've met over the years so many people Uh, in Lake Forest. Some of them become uh, cherished friends and uh, my wife and I and my son and daughter uh, consider ourselves very fortunate that uh, we've lived here all these years. That's that's nice. So when did
0: you first get involved with the uh, the city's politics? How did you come across it? and Why did you agree?
1: So we moved into our home um, in 1981 on Greenview Place. Uh, We had been living on the campus prior to that. And after we were there for a while, a uh, next-door neighbor rang the bell and asked if uh, she could chat with me. And Uh she said, uh, would you be interested in... Being interviewed by the uh, by the second ward committee uh, to serve on the caucus, and I said uh, I said that would be very interesting, and uh, I've always been interested in government, and uh, so it came to pass, uh, and um, I met really uh, fine folks on the ward committee and. Um, Before I knew it, I was the chair of the ward committee, and um, I I enjoyed that as well, and I I was on that committee, I guess, for about three years, and I had some unique opportunities. I was asked by the executive committee if I would sit with um, a small group to uh, select the nominee uh, to be mayor, and um, I, I found that very interesting, and I had someone in mind, and that, that person was uh, Frank Farwell, and he would, would be, it came to pass that he would be the, either the second or third Mayor Farwell because uh, his uh, great-grandfather was one of the founders of Lake Forest, and he, Frank Farwell, uh, was very involved with Lake Forest College. Uh, his ancestors founded Lake Forest College in 1857, and um, he was a a very balanced man, a very soft-spoken man, and uh, had a great devotion to the community, and um, he, as I observed him uh, over his terms, um, he was very devoted to his responsibility. And um, I, I felt um most fortunate that I that I knew him and uh, that I had this unique opportunity to sit with the executive committee. Uh, on his selection.
0: so That's fascinating. I, I wasn't aware that there was actually a third-generation uh, mayor from uh, I from think the so.
1: I think so.
0: So th- let me ask the question then that as part of the process of selecting him to become the caucus's mayoral candidate, was it kind of just a foregone conclusion that he he was the right guy in the right place at the right time and that, that the caucus was pretty comfortable we should we should have this guy as our mayor.
1: It it um, it wasn't that um, there was a whole group of people that were pushing for this particular man, um, and uh, I, I was asked to come to a meeting with the executive committee, and um, they said, "Do you have anyone in mind in particular?" And I said, "Yes." I do. I have Frank Farwell, and I've had a occasion to talk with him on occasion.
0: And you knew him through the college.
1: Yes, and I knew him through the college, and um, uh, I, I felt very uh, fortunate to uh, have this um, opportunity to, to recommend him, and... Um, so he served for, I think they were serving then for three years and he was very de- devoted to the well-being. He was instrumental in uh, getting the uh, beach done because uh, the beach was really in great, great disappear, disrepair. Mm-hmm. And um, he he uh, was a lifelong resident of Lake Forest and he wanted to see Lake Forest perpetuated. And uh, I thought, my, I'm a college professor. I've been here about seven years, and um, I'm sitting in this room with these people, and I find it very interesting. And uh, I listen to them, and they listen to me.
0: Well, I'm not surprised you found it interesting, given that your academic expertise is in the studying of urban and suburban growth and planning and Right. And so how did you find that academic background, and that's sh- your knowledge and awareness of what was going on in different situations, in different cities, and different places, inform your work with the city of Lake Forest?
1: So the book began when I was sitting with a group of students in a seminar I was teaching, and a student said, uh, Professor, how do you differentiate one community, one community on the North Shore from the next. And I started explaining to the students, you know, that they're all different different communities. And um, that became my book. Mm-hmm. And I name every one of those uh, 11 students in the book from because I learned so much from them. About I had them writing papers about Winnetka and Evanston and Highland Park and things like that, and it became it ev- it evolved from an academic topic to uh, a book that I wanted to write and proceeded to do so. Huh.
0: So, in the fifty years that you've been here yeah. in this area, um, things have certainly changed quite a bit. Lake Forest has changed quite a bit. Its population is about a third bigger than it was in the early 70s. And you were on two of the more important boards that the city has, the Building Review Board and the Historic Preservation Commission. What were some of the big issues you dealt with when you sat
1: on on those boards? Um, I did not consider myself, I do not consider myself a preservationist and I don't consider myself as an opponent of preservationist. And I, as the chair of, of the two boards that I sat on, uh, I always clarified, and I, I always clarified to those boards um, that I come into a meeting with an a priori uh, fixation, that this is the right way to do it, and this is the wrong way to do it, and I was the referee uh, and I, I tried to listen to uh, different people's opinions on our boards and also to citizens in the community. And uh, I, I always said we're gonna hear you out and uh, I often stressed uh, because it became stressful, uh, we're not gonna get angry with one another, we're gonna listen to one another. And uh, it did come, it did become heated on occasion. But um, when when it all came about, um, I, I felt that um, our commission, our two commissions, ha- had done a fine job, and at the same time, um, we had uh, explained things to the community—very uh, difficult things about. Uh, teardowns and um, um, giving uh, people opportunity to build the home, their homes the way they wanted their homes to be. And sometimes uh, we couldn't give them the go-ahead to do that. But um, I, I, th- I think that people listen to one another, and that's something that I personally encouraged to be taking place, both as an appointed commissioner, and simultaneously uh, being involved with these uh, other other temporary committees that I was asked to be involved with. Mm
0: -hmm. Can you remember um, any specific project that was uh, a little more heated than others? Sure. Outside of the residential community, we want to pick on any individual homeowners.
1: Right, (laughs) sure. Um, People came in... With a fixed mindset and they just wanted it their way and I would sit back there and I would listen and I would listen to my fellow commissioners and and then we tried to sum things up we asked people um, could we meet with you in a subcommittee and and talk about this and this was one of our inventions to do that, and uh, I always attempted to um, listen attentively to people who, who um, felt that they had a grievance in the way that they were being treated. and. We instituted subcommittees where we met with people who we were in the throes of turning them down, and we worked things out in in, in some instances by listening to to one another.
0: Mm-hmm. Not you know, Lake Forest is obviously the only place that has to weigh kind of historical preservation and development progress versus. Um, keeping things how they are and, right. and that's never going to be a simple process I mean in, in your in your academic work how how is it easily it's never easily resolved I guess that's the problem or, or the right. case um, how do you think it is best handled um, we do it via these appointed boards for the most part right right that have input from the uh, citizens who are all welcome to come and, and and give their opinion. Yet there's always going to be a need for some level of change in any community to, to be able to keep up with what's different about the world today.
1: To be fair and, and make fairness, um, one of our mantras, uh, to be good listeners. Um, and, um, there were always people on our boards, maybe one person, two persons, who didn't want to listen, and we we had some coaching there and uh, tr- tried to th- keep things on an even keel, uh, not insult people, um, and uh, to maintain a degree of dignity. And um, I, I think that, by and large, um, we succeeded in um, fulfilling the mission of, of, of these two very controversial commissions.
0: Let's go back to the, the caucus for a minute. I, I know you yeah. talked about how you uh, helped with the mayoral recruitment. Right. Were you involved in recruiting ward uh, committee members as well as alderman candidates and other board people? I was. Did you find it uh, easy to get people to agree to this, or uh, did you have to work... Work a little harder to get convinced people to, to step up.
1: People need to be convinced, and you, in, in my mind, you want to get um, fair minded people. And uh, I, I tried, and other members of our Second Ward Committee try to meet with other people and uh, feel out the situation. And um, I made some very close friendships. Um, By by virtue of having this this opportunity, and I I felt as someone who, you know, I had an academic career, but this broadened my perspective to be involved with the caucus and to be involved with these commissions.
0: How many other cities use something like a caucus as like Forest does? That, that you're aware of in, in, in our area or even outside of our area? Uh,
1: uh, Winnetka uh, uses the caucus system. And I don't mean to cast dispersions on Winnetka, but we look like we're in the 21st century um, with the caucus and Lake Forest compared to Winnetka. And Winnetka, you have, and I'm serious about this, not being facetious. If you're applying for a building permit or a, a commercial project, you, you really have to wait about two years until they deliberate on this. And um, it, it's very frustrating for, for people in Winnetka in, in, in that regard um and i think that we avoided that in, in lake forest uh, in terms of, of my experience i also want to tell you you probably don't know this that um, multiple communities in metropolitan chicago came and observed our building review board and the historic preservation commission and um they Often then we met with them privately afterwards and they would always tell us the same thing. Our community would never tolerate a board like yours which dictates to people uh, their perception, uh, how, how they're going to build their house, what their house is going to look like, or, or a business. Um, and uh, we were not dictating. We were trying to uh, have a meeting of the minds.
0: Do you think the caucus system is a viable way of running a large part of the city's government in you know, 2023?
1: Right. It remains to be seen. And um, in, in any um, uh, public affairs um, situation, uh, there are changes that, that are made. Um, For example, um, one that we're all familiar with, Uh, think of the fact that um, we had a man who was the President of the United States for, for four terms, Franklin D. Roosevelt. And that probably wasn't the healthiest thing in the history of, of American government. And we got an amendment, constitutional amendment, uh, as a result of that, limiting it to two terms. So adjustments are, have to be made um, from, from time to time. And um, if... If a body is conducting itself in a healthy manner, a constructive manner, in a mindful manner, um, they may be okay, but if they get themselves into the woods and can't get out of the thicket, there may be uh, an opportunity for a, a change. There's change all the time in terms of how government run, run in the United States.
0: Mm-hmm. So, obviously, uh, in Lake Forest this year, there was a, a, a lot more controversy than we're used to seeing in our local elections, uh, both the role of the caucus and the fact that we had a, a contested mayoral election mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in a while. Um, just wondering your thoughts on how that all came about and, uh, what that might mean for us going forward.
1: It's been building up and, uh, going back five or six years, we had nasty school board elections. Um, and, uh, that, that was not constructive. Um, and, um, I, I detected um, a sense of uh, distrust and um, and this played out um, and it, it's uh, it's really difficult to explain how we came to this point because the caucus seemed to function uh, as a reflection of the community and uh, this this was um, different I would say uh, from that and um, but we have a lot of different things that go on um, in, in a larger environment as well.
0: Mm-hmm. The one of the difficulties you know this year was just a disagreement even on how the caucus should work within its own structures, right? So we all have somewhat of a, a knowledge that uh, they recruit candidates, which is, as you've talked about, maybe a thankless difficult task at times uh, to get someone to serve as a volunteer chief executive of a significant, you know, almost mm-hmm. 20,000 people in the city and, and a significant budget. And that that is a very important and useful thing to do but at what point you know do we risk it becoming uh, people taking advantage of that process to to institute kind of uh, their view on how government should be or how things should be run um, as opposed to as you mentioned reflective of the community
1: I think the caucus should be active 12 months a year I've thought a lot about that and um, I, I think that uh, it would benefit from self-education and, and reflection. And uh, I remember that some of that went on in, in the 1980s. And, um, and uh, I, I, I found that beneficial, I learned from that. and Like my experience um, in sitting with the executive committee to uh, select a mayor. Uh, as the nominee, and um, I, I, I think that every public entity, and I guess private entities in the private sector, need to come together, reflect about our processes, and um, and also have a framework. Um, that people understand about how we're going to function in selecting our candidates, and um, not start getting the whole caucus together and and um, start having a, 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 a really a mud fight over uh, how we're going to proceed. That that's not how you do it. You uh, you you set up your. Um, your operation and uh, your processes that's the that's the best word
0: I, I guess my observation around that would be you know are, are we beginning to see the fraying of the caucus system that that in fact the caucus was a process to get the right person into the job not an election the election was foregone conclusion most of the time there was a single candidate for each of the jobs whether it was school board alderman or or mayoral the more recent experience on the first the high school school board uh, and now just recently for mayor is that they are not just contested elections but hotly contested elections and as a community do we think the caucus system can survive different viewpoints that if you don't get your way then fine we're going to we're going to run a different candidate, a different slate of candidates um, well is, is that inevitable
1: We're closer to that scenario than we were twenty years ago or even ten years ago and um, and it's not going to benefit the community to have um, uh, what shall i say uh Uh, difficult elections Um, and uh, there should be some self-reflection. I wish there was some self-reflection about what took place this year and and, and, uh, do we want to have that type of um, hotly contested uh, debates and arguments and, and, and bad feelings in the community. Mm-hmm. and um and there are all also there's also alternate alternative models and that is that uh, Highland Park mm-hmm. governs itself very effectively uh, by people going out and getting petitions and uh, running for office there's no party there's no caucus mm-hmm. um, and uh, th- they've had some b- in- Hotly embittered elections. Uh, in fact, that there were three different men who were mayors of Highland Park um, contesting one another during the 1970s and the 1980s, and they each got their turn once, or, once or twice. Um, so, if if people want to uh, cherish. Uh, the traditions of this community. Um, it seems to me that there should be some thoughtful and reflected change. Is do we want the next election to look like this election?
0: Well, that's a, that's a great point, and uh, and I think that's a great way to wrap up this podcast. So, Professor, thank you very much for uh, being here today enjoyed the conversation. I've learned a lot. Uh,
1: I was glad to be here. Well,
0: Thank you very much. Lake Forest on Topic is a production of Lake Forest for Transparency. To learn more, go to LF4Transparency.com. That's LF4Transparency.com. This podcast was produced by Jennifer Karras and John Turkle. Sound engineering by John Turkle. I'm Tim Finnegan. Thanks for listening and have a great day.